When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we got to start off strong with Bob. Gophers go scoreless from the field the final six minutes and lose to Missouri. How do you go scoreless for six straight minutes, Bob? <laughs> How? It happens. God. What is with our team? I mean, the Vikings have picked up the pace. There's no question about that. I like that quarterback. Uh, but uh, I don't know. This, now, the here's the what the Gophers. They got a game, football game this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they have the OSU? Oh, God. Yeah, oh. I think they're 27-point dogs. <laughs> okay. You know what this reminds me of? This, is a, this goes back to the 80s. Sid Hartman had a bet with Stosh Newman, who was the assistant trainer for the Vikings. Stosh Newman gave Sid 70 points in the Gophers against Nebraska. Sid lost the bet. This game will be – I would would, uh, certainly take Ohio State and lay the 27. (laughs) The only potential for the Gophers keeping it within 27 points is the fact that next week Ohio State plays Michigan – so maybe they're already looking forward to this big rivalry with, you know, oh. one of the top teams in the country. So maybe they overlook us and they allow us to not get blown out by 30. Yank the starters after the first drive. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yep. Yeah, possibly true. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Hurt at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to BIALKELaw.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. So, Sani, we got the yes, big sir. football game. Uh, well, like I said, that 20, I'd have to agree that they're going to lose by more than 27, don't you think? Oh, I mean, yes. Uh, easily. You know, even their second and third team will, will uh, beat them by 30. Yes. This is a bad team. And Terrible. if only they got that NIL money, they'd be undefeated right now. Yeah, you think like that's what PJ. it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got an excuse, PJ? Sure I do. I need NIL money. Oh, no, they're not, they're not excuses. They're reasons. That's, reasons. that's his new big thing to say. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, but at least, again, he, if, uh, if, if he were, and he's not, but if he were fired before December, it's only a $10 million buyout, not like Jimbo Fisher. Do you know what the buy? No wonder they're fighting this. Do you know why Mel Tucker, the Michigan State, you know what his buyout was? $80 million. Whoa. What did he do to get an $80 million buyout? That's unbelievable. Oh, God. So that, you know, that's why they, I don't think they trumped up charges, but they don't want to be paying that. Bob, don't you think that's because, once again, 
It's the people who pay the tuition and the taxes to keep the university going. It's coming out of our pockets. That's why they just hand it over. They don't care. Yeah. Oh, I, well, at some Disgusting. of these schools, there is a really strong booster mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. you know, yep. funding, it, but not here. No. I mean, the boosters, they once had really good boosters, but then they had to get involved and say, no more of this. Yeah. You know, your, uh, well, your Harvey McKay was the guy that was, you know, he, he got a lot of money for those programs when Lou Holtz was here. Yeah, he did. But then they, you know, they slapped his wrist and he said, okay, fine, I'm done. It's Scott, I haven't seen Harvey in years. I wonder, how's Harvey doing? Is he I don't know, he's still got that glove? Uh, yeah, I think. I don't know. The Ali glove, right? The Ali glove. Did he give you this giant Muhammad Ali glove that Ali signed? He absolutely did. A boxing glove that said Muhammad Muhammad Ali autographed it for me because Harvey asked him to. It was very nice. Yeah, I still got that. It's like the size of a Toyota Corolla. That's exactly. It it is that big. There's no question about that. Enormous. So it is indeed. All right, now I was talk. I just got off the phone with Kevin O'Connell, who told me Mm -hmm. there's my Carissa Thompson. you know, I was playing her for a minute. You, are you familiar with this story, Tom? What is it's that? Trisic- that sounds familiar. What What is that? Okay. She went on a, a podcast and said when she was a sideline reporter, she would make up what things. She never talked to the coaches, so she made up what they would say. And it, she did what? it in such a way that they would never argue with her. Like, she would say, well, the coach told me they have to do better on third down. Mm-hmm. You know, she said things that were safe. <laughs> right. We have to give it our all in the second half. So... Nobody ever called her on it, but I mean, all oh, the women, the other sideline reporters are just, uh, they're apoplectic. Because oh. it is, it makes them all look bad. Okay, here's the thing. When I did traffic, sometimes my, my computer wouldn't start up. So I would say things that I knew, like Dunwoody, it'll always be backed up on the yep. Dunwoody exit. Right. Yep. And so, did I know that? Like, did I look and see that? No. But, like, is it still true? Yeah. So I get where she's coming from. But I have a question for you. Did you ever say, yeah. unfortunately, 17 people killed in a... Did you ever do that? No, I never. <laughs> I never went on a limb like that, but <laughs> I should have. Because I wonder how many people were listening to me anyways. <laughs> I'm seeing news of a bus rollover with no survivors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Right at that Dunwoody entrance where everything's backed <laughs> up. So, it was a dark day on Dunwoody. <laughs> did you do that at the queue? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, all the time. Because the computers, they were so slow. So if they wouldn't refresh, right. I would just, there's spots you just know. 94 is slowing down quite a bit coming out of Woodbury. So start your computer. Wait, wait, okay. They wouldn't refresh. Why not just give the report from earlier instead of making it up? Ooh, I pretty well. much was. But like if I just <laughs> oh. got there and things like that, I mean, I pretty much was, but from my memory. I will say this: Whatever happens to Teresa Thompson needs to happen to Brittany. Thank you. You know, if she there's repercussions for her because they did the same thing, and then she's defending her. So I can't is, wait for them to take away my thirty dollars they gave me for those years. Yeah, well, and I mean, I get why the female, other female reporters are annoyed because like it makes us look bad. But I think more so, it just shows you how pointless the halftime. <laughs> interviews are like no coach has ever revealed no i'm not gonna say anything no they're like we're gonna go and make some adjustments and come back and try to win the game in the second half like nobody's we don't need those interviews did you know by the way none of you did tom may remember this but the others wouldn't know it i was one of the first ever fox sideline reporters they would have people in the cities that worked there and then it was after the game i'd go on the field and interview I never had to interview Denny Green, though, because he and I were not the closest of friends. It was always a player. 
And I kept thinking every week, I can't believe Denny's not complaining about me doing it. Because he didn't know when he found out. I think that's when they pulled the plug. <laughs> He's a big fan of mine. Because it was for home games. Yeah, oh, big fan of both of ours. Oh, he loved me. Yeah, when, he, <laughs> like he talk, when I carried the water for, for that guy. That guy. You carry the water for that guy. Whatever. Okay. He's dead, isn't he? That was. Oh, yeah. He's, he died yes, quite he a while yeah, he ago. Did he really? Ago. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was just a couple yeah, years did. ago. What, he was buddy? Yeah. He, uh, he looked dude, all I've, sad. I've, I love Denny Green. Yeah, see, like, here whatever, <laughs> I don't care whatever beef you guys had with him. He you was were a my kid. Favorite. How did you love I mean, how old were you when he was a coach? Uh, I mean, I was probably middle Six? school, high school. Yeah. Like, but I loved him. He had some of the greatest quotes. They are who we thought they were when he lost oh. to the who he lost to the Bears. Or I had this VHS where he was quoted. He was like, "Big time players make big time performances," and I loved that quote from. Yeah, okay. I love Denny Green. Kevin, like here's quote? my favorite quote, and Tom will remember this one. Any more questions about Tampa Bay? Yep, I love that because I was I was pressing him after the Tampa Bay game because this is when his book came out. No time for crybabies mm-hmm. or no mm-hmm. room for crybabies. Yep. And he threat basically he laid out his plan to overthrow the ownership group. So I'm asking him questions and he wouldn't. And he, we're not talking about the book right now. We're talking about the game. We're talking about Tampa Bay. Any more questions about Tampa Bay? 30 seconds. Any more questions about Tampa Bay? He said it the second time. I said, can we talk about the book now? And that's where on the side he and I went at it and where he, he invoked Tom without invoking his name. Yep. Big fan of Uncle Tom. Well, to tell you the truth, you could be the greatest coach of all time. I'm still going to take shots at you. That's just well, how it is. You know, if you had just given props to the Sunshine Band, yes. I think you would have been. That's his drum he was skills. He drummer, drummer in the Sunshine Band. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a coach that I did like. You got one, Bob? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I know that his scandal brought down the program, but... I always liked Clem Haskin. Oh, I did too. Yeah, you're right. You know, he, I, I did like Clem. He's a good guy. He played a lot of good games at Willa Marina. Willa Marina. Remember, he never said S's. He, including his own name. Yes, Clem Haskin. Clem Haskin. He didn't put the S on his own name. I love that. But look, I didn't know him really well, but I did like him. He's, he's kind of like a man's man, don't you think? Yeah, I, I mean, he, yeah. he was a hell of a coach. And it's, if they hadn't turned in those... Those essays on the menstrual cycle, I think maybe they could have stayed <laughs> under the radar. That's true. Now, how lazy can you be? Yet you have to pick something, and you're picking something, you know, a, 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 a term paper on the women's menstrual cycle, sure. and you're a 21-year-old guy. You don't think that'll raise a flag or two? And by the way, who cares if they did it or not? You think anybody does that kind of work at any level and at any college? No. At, no. Stuff like that's happening everywhere. This Michigan yes. thing. I'm sure yes. the Big Ten is glad that it's uh, it's gone away because Harbaugh accepted the uh, you know the five, three game suspension, which tells you mm-hmm. he does think he'll his team will beat him without him on the sideline. Uh, so with that they were trying. I mean, they were starting to bring things up about other teams, including Ohio State, doing the same thing. I don't really. This is a stupid rule. Isn't the idea to figure out what the other team is doing? And if you steal signals, oh, this is gosh. different than baseball, where you're putting a camera on the catcher. Here, you're watching on the field and seeing everything everyone else sees. And you're just figuring out, you're deciphering what they're doing. Yeah, but didn't they fly, like, Minnesota, or not Minnesota, Michigan, if they were playing, you know, the Gophers this week, they were sending people 
out to stadiums. There was one guy who went, and the, from the r- reports I saw, they were unable to find where he got reimbursed by Michigan. So yeah. he did it on his own Ooh. dime, apparently. Yeah, I think it's it's one thing if you're standing on the sideline or you're it's something you can catch on film, but it's very similar to you know Deflate Gate when the Patriots were filming specifically the guys. But it's making in games; they didn't go to practices and do it. And also, every team sends scouts to advance scouts to games. Mm-hmm. That's nothing new. That this guy was stealing this. You know what? Have better signals. Hey, Sandy, and I'm not a Harbaugh guy. Sandy, I sounds like it. too. What's that? I came up with two that I like. What? Coaches. Oh, who? Tom Kelly. I've always liked oh, TK. TK's TK, a great yeah. guy. And Glenn Mason. Oh, you're a big, well, you've been a Mason guy. Yeah, and Clem Haskins. I liked him. So I, I got the trifecta now. I got basketball, okay. football, and you know what? You had to love Jerry Burns, if only for passables. Yes. Uh, you know. yes, I agree. Jerry Burns is a good guy, too. So I got four now. I didn't even know. I got four coaches hey. I liked. And I know he's not your guy, but you and Tice would have been best buddies if you'd actually spent any time with the guy. He hated my guts. No, he didn't. He liked you. He liked the show. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, then I was lied to by his buddies because his buddies said, oh, God, Tom, that he didn't like you at all. Oh, you know, one of them was was Joe Schmidt. Joe Schmidt told me he didn't like me. Well, I think he told the owner of Bunnies, I want to have this sign say, you know, Parking for the head coach and Tom Bernard. Yes, that's what it was, exactly. They ran out of paint, though, to, to put it on there. <laughs> I didn't quite have time to get it up there. Yeah. No, well, there, have been, there have been some good coaches, good guys that are coaches in the uh, I think in so. The Twins. Leslie Frazier was a great guy. Oh, really? I never knew him. Very classy. Yeah, he was terrific. Where and he's he another at? scapegoat in Buffalo. He was the yeah. D coordinator. Oh, he sure. got fired. Sure. You know, he got blamed for a lot of things. Bob, but, how is no, he's a good guy. What's how, that? How is Mike Zimmer as like a person? Because I know, like, as a football guy, like he he's a football guy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But as like a person outside of the facilities, did you ever? Yeah, learn? I did. You know what? I got to know him, and he was he had a very dry sense of humor, but he had a sense of humor. Okay. I actually enjoyed. I wasn't as close to him as I was to Tice. I mean, Tice, you could just you know BS with whenever you wanted, but Zimmer, I'd spend time with him in his office, and he had a sense of humor. Good. And he, you know, he, it, so he wasn't, he's not a bad guy at all, but he had, when he came in, he was told not to be buddy and chummy with the players because that's, that's what Tice was. And okay. they wanted a guy that would come in and come in as a hard ass. And that was the persona that he wound up projecting. But if you talk to guys, especially earlier on that played for him in Cincinnati when he was the defensive coordinator, and even here, I think these guys really liked him and played for him. Yeah, well, that was why he stuck yeah, he, around so long is because everybody did like him and he was good at what he did, and it was very hard, I think, for the franchise to move on. Yeah, he, uh, I, again, I, I did like the guy. Childress, I didn't mind Childress either. Yeah. You know, he had a sense of humor, but he, they, he was socially awkward or socially inept. Okay. And that didn't help. Were you the one that told me about the uh, picking up his car at the uh... – the front of a hotel. Did you tell me that story? Tell me more, because it might be. With the <laughs> he, wrong car? He walks, Brad Childress walks out, and he's getting in his, he's going to get in his car, and he turns to this guy and he goes, oh, God, I was, I was going to give you a tip, but I, I don't, the smallest bill I got's a 20. And the guy, the car parker goes, anybody have change for a 20? He starts yelling at all the for, other <laughs> For Coach Childress. <laughs> 
this guy's making millions and he doesn't want to tip 20 bucks, you cheap prick. <laughs> God. <laughs> but it was great. I guess the guy, anybody got change for a 20? <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Uh, the, every coach has a good story, <laughs> as, you know, that's associated with him. Yeah, that part of my great, my, 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 I, I like Jerry Burns and I got along with him. And when they had the owners meeting in Florida, or excuse me, in Hawaii one year, he invited me to go. He had a, a friend that came in every year and I got to know the friend because, he, mm-hmm. you know, come in. He's Hawaiian and he was on uh, he was on Maui. That's where he lived. But Burnsy invited me to go with him. Oh, uh, and but Mike Lynn was there when he did. And Mike Lynn took the keys from Burns. He gave them to me and said, under no circumstances, does he get to drive? Oh, because Burns, he would, would like to have a, you know, a, a beverage a or cocktail. two. Now, Bob, I have to ask you. Yeah. Well, you only, you only got a couple minutes, but you can use the, you can burn up the whole, the whole two minutes or three minutes, whatever you got. I never met Bernsey's wife, but I met his daughters, and they didn't look a whole lot like Bernsey. I will. No, tell Bernsey's you that. wife. I mean, she was a wonderful woman, and I mean, you could see that they got, they got a lot of attributes from mom. Beautiful women. From Marlis. Yeah. His daughters were gorgeous. Yeah, he. Uh, but you know what? Bernsey, and it, it, he started looking, the, he didn't look any different when I saw him several years ago. He was a little grayer, but he was always craggy looking. I think he came yeah, out that way. Probably. There are people that way, no he, question and, about it. But the guy, I mean, he's got a sense of, he had a sense of humor. Yep. I could see why, you know, Marlis or any woman would fall for the guy. Oh, he was great. He dropped the yep. F-bomb at uh, press conferences. <laughs> 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 after and the best thing about that, the one, the most famous one, was after they played the Rams, and he's this is a Schnelker game, and the efforts put a picture of the efforts, boom, efforts, efforts, and then he, uh, <laughs> but they and I, I'm the one asking, you won this game, didn't you? Yeah, I think we did, but he was just, he was my favorite coach to cover because there was always a story that you could get out of out of Jerry Burns, and he, no uh, yeah, he was just great, and he, but he, but he, the players loved him too. I mean. I think they took on that those teams in the 80s took on his personality which which at times was very disheveled the way they played but they uh I mean they they could that I still say that that 87 team was that was the strike year and their record doesn't reflect how good the team was because the start when they got rid of the three losses that's the one that lost to Washington in the championship game that was a hell of a team best defense that they've had since I've covered them I could understand that. So, Bob, they got a winner on uh, Sunday? Uh, I, you know, I'm not buying into this whole Denver Bronco. Hey, look yeah, at them. They've, yeah. You know, after giving up 71 points, they've won games and they're shutting teams down. I, I, if Joshua Dobbs is healthy, I think they'll be fine. This guy, he is a, one of the great stories in the NFL this year, if not the greatest story. Yeah. You know, coming from the Cardinals and winning these two. Now, could all fall apart Sunday night. I don't think it will. And I'm also, we're all curious, it's, Justin Jefferson said yesterday, it's his call of when he plays. Then you got O'Connell saying he's, you know, basically champing at the bit. He wants to get in. He's ready to go. So they, they have to activate him by November 29th. So they don't have to, they can get through this game and not have to worry about it. But, I mean, if he wants to play and is ready to play and the hamstring is good, then let him. Because I think we all want to see what this offense can do with him on the field with with Jordan Addison, now that we know how good Addison is. Sounds good to me, Sandy. Another brilliant report, I thought. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. I'm warning you now, by the way. I'm heading to St. Louis to watch my son play oh, yeah. in the Sweet 16 of rugby. So I'll, uh, if I give a report Monday, that's mean they did really well. If I don't mention it, you know, it didn't go so well. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll handle it. All right. It. Thanks, See Andy. you, kids. Yeah. All right. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Hurt at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. We'll take a break. One of my favorites, Rex Lynn, is going to join us right after this. I love that guy. Hell of an actor. You all have helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. Great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and, of course, many more. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, a couple minutes away from uh, an interview with Rex Lynn, hell of an actor. No question. You guys like him? Yeah, I mean, he was, CSI Miami was a staple on my television growing up. Mm -hmm. And he was also in uh, Rush Hour. Oh, was he? With Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. He was one of the main supporting characters in there. There you go. What is this now? Apple is finally changing its text to stop screwing over Android users. What's that all about? You know? Oh. <clears throat> oh, you know about this, Brittany? That's not. Well, I just know okay. that this the screwing over Android thing. You can tell if you're in a group chat with people, you can tell who has an Android and mm-hmm. who doesn't because if they like something, it'll like <clears throat> write it out instead of say like showing a heart on your text. And then on top of really? it, really, they picked a color that is less appealing than like, you know, if I text you, Tom, you'll see blue print. It'll be like a blue back and forth. Okay. They picked picked a color that was less appealing to the eye. It's kind of this like weird green green, uh, if it's an Android user. So I wonder if they got rid of all that. Yeah, essentially every message that's not an iMessage. So if you're somebody that doesn't or isn't connected to Wi-Fi and can't send an iMessage or something like that, then yeah, it'll turn green as well. That's why, why the difference, just what causes that? Uh, just because. Well, it's probably a power thing. And, well, and they oh, used yeah. to do the thing yeah. with emojis where they would only show up as, like, boxes or they would show up as very cartoonishly drawn. And, yeah, yeah it's like they went out of their way to <laughs> really make did. everything look terrible. So they did it to them on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, because then what happens is all the iPhone people will bully the Android person <laughs> oh, until they just break down and get an iPhone. Why do you think it is that everybody's a tough guy when they're not in your face? Because that's basically what they're doing is they're, they're pestering people remotely. I don't think it's them being a tough guy. I think it's just they think it's funny to poke a little fun at somebody that's not using their products. But why would you do Wouldn't you entice them to use your product instead well, of making yeah, fun of them? Yeah, but if they know that if, hey, if somebody with an Android sends me a emoji and it looks a little bit different, then I'm going to go... Hey, why does yours look like that? And then you have to answer that question a million times of, oh, well, yeah. I have an Android. Okay. Yeah. I don't do any of that stuff, so that'll work. For- I stay at home a lot and be like, stare out the window. That's what I do. <laughs> Sounds appealing. It's very, very appealing. Believe me, when you get further on in life, you're going to love it. It's like, oh, there's Probably. nobody near me. It's wonderful. Rex Lynn now joins us, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, sir? just at home staring out the window. I don't blame you. I'd be there. <laughs> hey, listen, if, if I were you, I'd be doing the same thing. Rex, you may be talking to your biggest <laughs> fan on earth. I'll tell you that. Oh, man. Well, you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing today? <clears throat> we're doing extremely well, but I just, it's one thing I've been doing. I've been doing morning radio and, uh, you know, podcasts and all the rest for 53 years now. And I, I just, I have my people. Yeah, I, I like everything you've ever been in. I just, you know what I, th- I think it is, Rex, is you're always, you've always been the guy walking and go, yeah, forget about that. Let's get tough. I love that about your characters. Oh, I love it. Well, I appreciate it, man. I've been, I've been really fortunate to, 
to uh, be still working, and, and except for the last five months. And thank you, God, for the strike being over. I voted yes last night officially uh, <laughs> on, the, on the ratification. So I'm, I'm done with the picket line. I've, I've had all that I want. So uh, I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah, I tell you, we, uh, by the way, Rex Lynn uh, with us, his uh, TV film roles and helping to promote Reba's book, Not That Fancy, Simple Lessons on Living, Loving, Eating, and Dusting off, and dusting off Your Boots. I like that one. That's a good title. That's great, isn't it? It is a wonderful thing. But, Rex, I mean, CSI Miami, uh, the big sky. You just go down the list of things. Uh, you always play that character that, and I don't, I, I don't know how to describe this, but it, it's kind of like, you know, if I were not that character, but if I got in that same situation, I'd have the exact same attitude that Rex Lynn has. <laughs> you know, oh, man, I need you. I need to have you in my life more often. You're helping me out today, brother. I appreciate that very much, man. I'm just trying to do the best I can. Well, I'm just happy to be going to work when I go to work. I can tell you that. No, that's very true. God, that yeah, that strike must have been a little hard to, to get through, huh? Well, you know what? It, it it really was, but it was really necessary this time. Not that none of them, not that the yeah. rest of them haven't been, but. This one was this one was important, and it was great to see. You know, we got out. I started off on Warner Brothers uh, outside Warner Brothers was my first two or three picket line days, and it was great to see all the A-listers out there. You know, mm -hmm. uh, picketing and cause everybody. It was really important to everyone. It wasn't just uh, it wasn't just uh, the. I mean, everybody was out there. It was it was fun to see people picketing and really fighting hard for for what we deserve. And uh, it looks like I mean, I just read the I just read all the agreement last night for the first time. But it looks like you know it's going to really behoove us, and it's going to be a really great thing. I hope you know looks yeah. like it is. Yeah, I mean, you had to battle AI because that is going to get more and more intrusive if you don't. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's not, you know, I kind of thought a while back that AI was in the future. AI is right now. Yes. Yep. I mean, it's not, it's not in the future. It's here and it's that. And that, and, and also our compensation uh, on residuals, uh, that was a big deal from streaming. You know, we, we, we had to really get that changed. And so it looks like uh, we got a great deal of, about, uh, in, in regard to compensation for, for streaming residuals. And so it's just, a, it looks like a great agreement all the way around. So I'm happy. No question about it. Uh, we're talking to Rex Lynn about uh, Reba's book, Not That Fancy, Simple Lessons on Living, Loving, Eating, and Dusting Off Your Boots. Now, here's a perfect example of why when you jumped on, I wanted to thank you immediately for being you because I've been a fan forever. And I'll read a line and we'll show you exactly, Rex Lynn, why I'm such a big fan. Because you're a big guy, you're a tough guy, strong guy. Uh -huh. But Reba calls Rex the love of her life and Rex has a huge role in Not That Fancy. Reba shares their love story, their favorite recipe for tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we had our, our first date. We didn't even know it was our first date. Uh, I was uh, still doing I was doing a series called uh, Young Sheldon, and still sure. in, we got one season left. But I, I, she got, I'd been on it for years, but she got cast on it. And I called her, and uh, we've kept in touch over the years. And I called her and asked her to dinner, and we went to dinner. And, but unbeknownst to both of us, it was a, uh, uh, 
it was our, officially our first date. Mm-hmm. And after the date, we had this really wonderful meal. There were some other people there uh, with her. Um, and then we went to, down the road to this little wine bar. And and we got uh, a buddy of mine owns the wine bar. We went in the back to this little VIP room, and the waitress, the girl came in. She goes, "Hey, I know you guys have been to dinner and everything, but we do have a couple special appetizers tonight if you're interested." And Reba said, "What do you What do you got?" And she said, "Well, our favorite, <coughs> excuse me, our favorite thing that we have are tater tots." She said, "We'll have two orders of tater tots," and I. I am legendary. I have legendary nicknames for people, and I don't. The thing about them is they have to present themselves. Uh, I, I don't premeditate them, and um, and I don't care if you like them or not. And if they stick, they just stick. Well, right when she said tater tots, I just looked at her and said, "That is your new nickname." And uh, so, uh, I, 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 she immediately became tater tot to me. So, but that's one of our favorite meals. I don't remember where I, it had to be on CSI Miami though. But one of the first things uh, that I really liked about you as an actor is uh, you're you know you present yourself and you're a pretty big guy, like I said, and you got that attitude, especially on CSI Miami. You had kind of an edge to you. But my favorite thing is you used a line that I say all the time: uh, a perpetrator was trying to get be a tough guy with you, and your character said. Yeah, I wouldn't do that if I were you, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. I love. Oh, it. I love that. <laughs> you, you know, one one uh, one line I improv. They never let me improv on CSI Miami. It was always, you know, you had to stick to the dialogue that was written. Sure. But I was in. I was in uh, the jail cell with this guy. They, Crusoe and I were in there with this criminal, and and he said, "I said we're we're he is missing his identity." bracelet. And I said, where's your bracelet? He said, I don't know. I lost it. And I said, I'm going to ask you again, where, where's the bracelet? And he said, I, I lost it. And I said, it just came out. I just said, do I have dumbass written all across my bald forehead? <laughs> and, and they said, at the end of it, they said, cut. And I looked at David and I said, man, I'm going to get in trouble for this. And the writers came over and said, what did you say? And David said, just let him say it. It's good. And they kept it. So Wonderful. I was happy for that. So. You know, Rex, 10 minutes is not long enough. You're going to have to fly into town and come in the, come in the studio. It's all there is to it. Well, I would love to. And I tell you what, you guys, uh, if you don't have Not That Fancy right now, you need to get it. You can get it on Amazon or, or, or Barnes & Noble or, or anywhere on the Google machine. Uh, it's a great book, especially if you're a, if you're a Reba fan, you're going to love it. It's not just about food; it's about lifestyle and, and her life and, and things that are important to her. And it's a really, really great book. And I hope I hope everybody uh, grabs a hold of it. I'll tell you what; I know you got to go, but I will close with a with a line about Reba because she was terrific on Big Sky, and I didn't know she reminds me a lot of my wife. A beautiful woman who's tough as hell. I loved her. Oh, good. Well, she had a great time on the show, and and you know, uh, I, I was I couldn't wait to. At one point, we thought she was going to be the killer in it, and because uh, oh. they, they didn't know who was going to be it, and and uh, so it was a lot of fun to see her in that kind of that kind of role. And she knocked it out of the ballpark. Yep, she was great. She it was, was fun indeed. to watch. 
Not That Fancy Simple Lessons on Living, Loving, Eating, and Dusting Off Your Boots is available everywhere. And Rexlin, one of these days, we're going to have to have a little lunch somewhere or something. We'll hook up somewhere, I, man. I'd love it. Thank, thank you for the kind words. We appreciate it. And remember, now, it's not that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. He just closes with it. I love that guy. How tall is he? Because he looks like a big guy, but you never know in, in Hollywood. I mean, he's broad shouldered and all the rest of it, but he looks like he's a pretty big, tall guy. I think. Six foot four. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. And it's funny that he says that he wasn't allowed to ad lib, so which means that David Caruso didn't come up with all those cheesy lines to no. open up the movie. Yeah. I wonder point. if he ever rolled his eyes, like, really, David's got to say this? Yeah. Like, uh. See, I agree with you 100%, because some of those lines like, oh, really? Oh, there was one episode I remember specifically where somebody was stabbed in, like, the chest with an icicle and dies. And the, what? it was, like, probably Rex's character is like, oh, that's cold. And then David Caruso's just like, no, it's ice cold. There you what? go. Loud music. I did love that show though, CSI Miami. Oh, it was fantastic. It's a damn good show. Uh eleven seasons, I think. I think it was about eleven seasons, oh, something like I that. I feel like it's been out longer of, than that. Yeah, I would have assumed that it was Oh really? Oh no, it was only ten seasons. Wow, it was only ten only seasons. 10? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was eleven, but it was only ten. That's I th- amazing. Yeah, I think I get thrown off just because there's like seven different CSI shows. Yeah. It, it was no, great. Yeah. yeah, when it was it was just CSI Miami, obviously the regular CSI, and then I think New York. The regular CSI was just was that Las Vegas? Um yes, I believe that yes, was Las yeah. Vegas. Yep. yep. You're right. And then yeah, then they started adding CSI. You know, Dubuque, Iowa, and <laughs> I don't know about that. CSI Fargo, <laughs> yeah, New York. I don't every, know about Dubuque. It was, it was like every <laughs> city that there's a Real Housewives show in also had CSI in it. God, now you just gave me another great thought that popped up because Gary Sinise was a star of CSI New York, mm-hmm. and he's come on on the show all the time because he does a lot of a lot of charity work and all that stuff. Just yep. a really nice guy. He came on the show once. He goes, Tommy. I got, I'm so excited, man. I had a great night, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again today, and I'm just so fired up. This guy's a big, huge TV star. He's been in a ton of movies. I mean, what was the name of his character? The, uh, something about Dan. The, the, he was in the uh, band. Uh, what the hell movie is that? He was terrific in it. It doesn't matter. But um, he was all fired up about I said, man, oh, this guy's a huge star. I said, Gary, what are you so excited about? He goes, you know, I do Cadillac commercials. I said, yeah, I see your Cadillac commercials all the time. He goes, you know who I just did a couple of commercials with? Man, it was so exciting. I said, who? He goes, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant and I. I got to ride her with him all day. He was all fired up because he got to meet Robert Plant. Yeah. And then I told him I had lunch with Robert Plant once at, at uh, the deli in New York, which is no longer the Carnegie's not even there anymore, which pisses me off. But... I didn't know I was having lunch with Robert Plant. He was just sitting next to me because you just sat at these benches, you know, kind of picnic tables, they kind of looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was sitting right next to me. We're talking the whole time. And then all of a sudden I introduced myself and he said, yeah, I'm Robert Plant. And I went, Jesus, I didn't even know it was him. How cool. But he was so excited. I got to ride around with Robert Plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear what celebrities, other celebrities yeah. get yeah. excited yeah. to see. Like mm-hmm. there was one, uh, Chance the Rapper, 
he was getting interviewed on some red carpet after an award show and Beyonce walks behind him oh, and yeah. just kind of taps him on the shoulder and she keeps walking and he turns and looks and then he like does a double take and <laughs> he like stops and he's like, that's Beyonce. Oh, oh my gosh, she just touched my shoulder. Like he just freaks out. I'm like, oh yeah, it's always fun to see this whole You ever met moments. her? No. You would, know, Beyonce? you would know if I met Beyonce because I would be a changed person. I'd float in here. <laughs> Is she? I mean, I, she's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. You get, from everything I've heard is she's a wonderful person to be yep. around. Every once in a while yep. you'll hear maybe somebody's like, well, she's not as nice as she seems. But I feel like overall, 10 out of 10 person to meet. And she's married to Jay-Z. Or who's, yep. Yeah, she's married to Jay-Z. I, I happen to know this because... There's a, a place called Little Palm Island down in Florida. It's amazing. It was an island that was bought by the Kennedy family to shoot the movie PT-109. Mm -hmm. okay. They bought the island to shoot the movie. And the old man had electricity and plumbing and all that stuff go out to the island. And it, it was just a great place to hang out and see all these different people. And God, now we love, what the hell were we just talking about? Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, yes, there you go. So Jay-Z and Beyonce bought the island about, I don't know, few hundred feet down the shore they bought the island and they're building a house on it and then they realized their yacht was so big they couldn't park it next to the island yeah they <laughs> they have obscene amounts of money they do they, yes. there was a report years ago that their commute from wherever they were living in like jersey or something they had to commute to new york and it took them an hour and a half with traffic and Jay-Z didn't like that, no. so they bought a helicopter so they could just fly in, land, oh, and leave. And people will have um, the debate of, would you take a million or like $500,000 in cash or dinner with Jay-Z where he can like teach you how to become successful? Give me the and everybody, everybody goes, oh, dinner with Jay-Z is going to give me so much wisdom. And somebody tracked down Jay-Z and asked him, and he was like, Phenomenal. don't be an idiot. Take the money. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, don't have dinner with me. Speaking of rich people, by the way, remember a couple of weeks ago I brought up the fact that uh, one, of the, one of the Estee Lauder family, I think it's Colin Lauder, I think is his name, mm -hmm. bought, bought Rush Limbaugh's house and tore it down. Oh, did he? Yeah, he bought, well, when Rush bought the house in 1998, he, he paid, I think, $3.8 million for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Connor Lauder. Bought it for a hundred and ten million dollars and tore it down. Oh, a million dollar teardown? No, like a hundred million dollar teardown. Yeah. How wild. <clears throat> so I got a little bad news for the Lauder family. Did you read uh, any Estee Lauder stories this morning? No. Oh no. Nope. You might want to look it up. They have dropped fifteen billion dollars this year. Oof. Their net worth dropped by $15 billion. Yeah, might have wanted to run some numbers before tearing the old house down. Yeah, yeah. just maybe. Maybe that outdated kitchen isn't as annoying as you think. Yeah. I should probably look that up, that story up, and see what, what that, how could they have, I mean, because that was $100 million, but $15 billion, that's hard to spend that much money. I like. I can't even fathom that. Like in no. my head. Like that's uh, obviously. I can. I understand. Like that's a large number. But like, the actual amount of money. I don't even. If you gave me a week or even a month, maybe even a, give me a year. I don't think I could like spend just willy nilly fifteen billion dollars. I wouldn't. Think no, so. you, it's probably I, almost impossible. I don't know how you could do that. 
Does it? Did anybody know? You guys looking it up? Yeah. So I mean, this is looks like it's from November first, and yeah, their stock crashed nineteen percent to oh. a six-year low, oh. where they lost nearly three billion as of November first. So yeah, it's continued to go down. Then only twelve billion more after that. <laughs> My God. Yeah. So the product they make, the one I can obviously think about is makeup. Mm-hmm. What what else do they put out, Tom? That I'm missing. Like what? I have no idea. What what the? Have you ever seen her house in Palm Beach? No. It is almost as big as the hotel that's right next door to it. Oh my God! <laughs> Spalomino. That house is huge. Those kids can spend some money. So, but I don't know how how do you recover? Because I think their net worth was I don't well, I don't even know how much their net worth was. But if you've dropped 15 billion, can you recover from that? Yeah, I mean, you had 15, over 15 billion to lose. So, I, guess. I mean, and I'm sure it's not like they're now living on the street trying to figure out how they're going to pay the bills. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't want to wake up one day and find out that I lost $15 billion. <laughs> oh. I can tell you that. Does so it say they, it? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. They, they own a bunch of companies. Yeah. And they're mostly makeup, but I can oh. kind of feel out. When I hear all the brands, I can kind of feel out the oh. outdatedness. Okay, so they're all makeup, but like Bobby Brown, okay, good. Too Faced, not so great. MAC Cosmetics, okay. They have a lot of buildings. Lemur is really high-end. Bumble and Bumble, it's okay. But here's the thing is uh, Clinique, you never hear about Clinique anymore. No, not at all. And a, a lot of this, land, you know, I could be wrong, but a lot of this landscape is now celebrity cosmetics mm-hmm. came out so oh, much sure. in the last two or three years. So like the Kylie uh, lip you know, liner, the Jeffree Star, things like that. So I don't know if they're just not moving with the times because like I never hear about Clinique ever anymore. No, they almost need to f- find the next big celebrity and give them their own line of makeup under their Estee Lauder, whatever, and that's how they can help recover. God, you just gave me a perfect transition word. Picking the right guy. Do you see who might run for president of the United States? No, but I'm excited. The Rock. No, he's not. He's thinking of running for president of the United States. I mean, can we can we be a serious like group no, of people for never like, five again. minutes? Never no, again. What are, doing? what are we doing? Well, you're not gonna like this then, because full disclosure. Don't say that. I would vote for the Rock. I would vote for the Rock right now today. What's wrong with you? No, he doesn't. Like, he can't talk to diplomats across the world. I don't care. What are we doing if, here? If if we oh. ever get into a situation where he's got to wrestle somebody or put the camouflage on and go save somebody or get into a fast car and drive and and jump across like two bridges with Vin Diesel. Okay, let's go. I'm defeated. Can, as a didn't Ronald Reagan do all those things? Isn't this what his TV show premise is about? Like, it can't be real. This is so stupid. That's just like his, the young rock is like they're interviewing him while he's running for president yeah. and he's looking back at his life. Like, it's not real, Tevin. It can't be real. Well, Don't make the, it real. Donald Trump wasn't supposed to be really running for president either. Yeah, true. And now look at where we're at. And if we're going to have, why not? Crazier the things the have rock. happened. Well, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, 20, 20 whatever. Let's go. Arnold Schwarzenegger ran for right. for governor, and he won, and he was nothing more than an actor who couldn't even speak English. Right. So there you, you go. You know what? 
I'm worried that Tevin doesn't know what year we're voting for president right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like, 2024. Right. I, mean, I, I just don't want The Rock to be in, like, a bunker and then be like, yeah, order missile strike on that village. And then he's like, there's, like, a weird silence in the room. And he's like, if you some man. Okay, he's not breaking out into a Moana <laughs> song. What are you talking about? What, no, that's just like that's The wrestling. Rock. That's wrestling. What are you talking about? And if he's going to bring, here's what I'm hoping for. The Look Rock, how excited he the is Rock, over this. The Rock, 20, if, if he decides to run in 2024, great. If I were him, I'd wait till the next presidential cycle. You get Kevin Hart on board to be his vice president because oh, they're best buds. You're an unserious Let's person. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Such an unserious person. <laughs> AJ's going home. <laughs> think of, AJ, think of all the money we save on security. The Rock okay. can protect himself. That's he does true. not need security. Yeah, that's true. For the I'm not upset at you. I'm upset that there are real people who like legitimately have that thought. Oh yeah. Well, like that's the thing. Like people out there are like, no, I'd abs I 100 percent would. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Well, that's like when Donald Trump, I remember after he got elected, people were going, well, who should run next? And they're like, well, Oprah should run for president or Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks. He should run for president. And right, it's like, you can't right. just take, you know, whatever business person or successful in their field and throw them into the office. So, no, the, if The Rock was president, it'd probably be terrible for the country. <laughs> but at this point, it's all a reality show anyway. So who cares? <laughs> One of the great things about it is I believe he announced it on the Joe Rogan show. I think that was the first time he brought it up. Mm -hmm. And when he said it, Rogan did this. He goes, uh, I'm thinking about running for president. And Rogan goes, <laughs> <laughs> falls backward in his chair. It's like, oh, my God. Uh. So I get I. I don't know if he's serious, but he did say, what in front of you, you got it, that he is serious? I'm, I'm looking it up, and it doesn't... Uh... If he's I would actually, be surprised if he's actually serious. If he's serious, I might I might shut the stream off. We might be done for the day. <laughs> I'm I dying. Need, I need time to process all of that. You don't think it'd be too good for the country? Is that what you're Could saying? Could you imagine him giving like the State of the Union maybe, or something? Maybe I. I mean, I I think that would be fine because he's like he's a promo guy. He did WWE for all that time. Right. Well, but can you I, like, smell what the Rock is cooking in the Oval Office? I would, I would love to see him like just any politician like. And how does this legislation make you feel? And, you know, like Mitch McConnell steps up and he's like, well, it doesn't matter how it makes you feel. Yeah. <laughs> See, Tom, this yeah. is when I, when I kind of fall into, like, where British people might have it right. Like, we should have the front-facing people who pretend to be running yes. the country and then the actual, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I, Rock can be – he can make all the speeches – he can dance around in his little outfits in front of the, the, you know, the White House. I don't care. But, like, I do want actual people who know how the system works to be working. So we don't have so, anybody like that now. No, I, I don't say we did. But, like, I'm just saying at this point we should split it in two of, like, who we're voting for and who we see out in the front being, like, Look at me, I'm a politician. And then, like, somebody out back being like, these are I how hope he does that. Look at me, I'm a politician. <laughs> what did he sing, like, an old pirate song? <laughs> yes. Coming to a theater near you, Congress the Musical. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's running as a Republican or a Democrat. I have no idea what his politics are. No, I don't even care. But can you believe, can you imagine being a tough guy running your mouth about The Rock like they do about, you know, oh. Trump and Biden? Right. But, well, even <laughs> this what was it, the other day when the two, the one Congress guy or whatever in the 
they got into a fight oh in whatever God, meeting yeah. they were having. Nobody's going to challenge The Rock. <laughs> no. to, you want to come up here and fight right now? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just rips out of his suit, Incredible Hulk style. <laughs> he just uh, flexes once and it tears to shreds. <clears throat> so you're not wild about the idea, huh? It's, and maybe I'm being closed-minded, but it's just like I like <laughs> I want to hear like what sort of like tax reform does he have? Like what does The Rock have any plan to do other than just like it'd be cool to be president? That's what I think. That's true. Like he's just like yeah, it'd be cool. Absolutely true. We'll take a break. Be right back. We'll get Timmy Lammers' opinion on Rock as president of the United States right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Hurry. 